0: Good morning. In today's headlines, an update on the missing Titanic tour sub. We have the latest on the search and what brought some hope of survivors.
1: Former President Trump vows to cut wasteful spending and stop inflation if elected in 2024. Find out how he plans to do that should he take back the White
0: House. Is it a sweetheart deal or a Department of Justice ploy to make prosecuting former President Trump look fair? Republican reactions are in on the Hunter Biden plea agreement.
1: A federal judge strikes down Arkansas's ban on gender transition procedures for minors. People on both sides of the debate weigh in.
0: Have you or anyone you know been tricked by a misleading auto mechanic? We look at what the most common tricks are and we speak to an actual mechanic to get some tips.
1: Good morning, welcome to NTD, I'm Kevin Hogan.
0: Good morning everyone, I'm Evelyn Lee. Today is Wednesday, June 21st.
1: Yes, happy first day of summer everyone.
0: That's right, I love the summer, I can't wait. It's time for short shorts and farmer's markets. I would say sundresses, but the chances are pretty low that you'll probably see me in one.
1: Uh, I see, yeah, well and it's a good idea. I mean, you know, students have a chance to recharge. It's also a good time for a picnic. But what's Mm. your favorite thing to do in the summer, Evelyn?
0: Well, right now, really, because I'm so close to a beach, probably hanging out at the beach. Growing up, I didn't have that. So.
1: Okay. Mm. Yeah, good idea. You can get a tan. And you know, while every, while we embark on this new season together, we're going to keep you informed on the desperate situation in the Atlantic that has gained worldwide attention.
0: That's right, because topping the news today is an update in the search for the missing submersible and five people aboard near the sunken wreckage of the Titanic. An internal U.S. government memo says banging sounds from underwater were heard at 30-minute intervals d- yesterday during the search. Additional acoustic noise was heard, but it was not described as banging. The update says the sounds give hope of survivors and help ships and planes hone in. However, they have yielded no results so far. Rescuers are racing against time with the sub having a limited oxygen supply. Entity Jeremy Sandberg has more on the ongoing search effort. Hi everyone.
2: The Pentagon announced Tuesday it's providing assistance to the U.S. Coast Guard in the search for the missing Titanic tourist submersible called Titan.
3: The Coast Guard is in charge of this mission, so when they request um, support or um, help in the assistance of search and rescue that is what we are doing that's what we're providing
2: a unified command was set up at the u.s coast guard command center in boston massachusetts tuesday to coordinate search efforts it's made up of the u.s coast guard and navy the canadian coast guard and the company that operates the missing sub ocean gate expeditions an ocean gate spokesperson says the company's ceo and founder stockton rush is the pilot of the missing craft Passengers aboard include British billionaire Hamish Harding, who holds three Guinness World Records. One of those records is for the longest duration at full ocean depth in a manned vessel. The others on board are Pakistani billionaire Shahzada Dawood and his son Suleiman, and renowned French diver and Titanic expert Paul Henry Narjolet. Narjolet has completed over 30 dives to the Titanic wreck and supervised the recovery of around 5,000 artifacts. He spent more than 20 years in the French Navy, where he rose to the rank of commander. The U.S. Coast Guard says a total of 10,000 square miles had been searched as of Tuesday morning. Oceanographer and explorer David Gallo says the response should have been quicker and the search area narrower. You know, I can't help but believe that that effort should have been put into what happens in those few hours after that sub doesn't return to the surface. That we've known that this might happen forever, uh, for decades, that this was going to happen sometime. But did we prepare for it? No. You know, there's no no protocol. The submersible was built to stay underwater for 96 hours in an emergency. That gives the five people aboard until Thursday morning before air runs out. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News.
0: There's been some talk of the missing sub using a video game controller as its steering mechanism, but the idea isn't as crazy as it sounds.
1: Yeah, the U.S. Navy has been using Xbox controllers to operate photonic masts on its submarines since 2018. That's basically an advanced version of a periscope. The controllers have drastically cut down costs and training time.
0: We'll keep you updated on the search and rescue efforts throughout the day.
1: First son Hunter Biden has agreed to plead guilty for failing to pay federal income taxes, and he also struck a deal on a felony gun charge. Entity's Daniel Monahan has more on the case and the reactions of lawmakers.
4: The plea deal must still be approved by a federal judge. Each of the two tax charges carries a maximum sentence of one year in prison, while the gun charge carries up to 10 years behind bars. The gun charge will be subject to a pre-trial diversion agreement. That lets defendants get charges dismissed or face lighter punishment if they meet certain criteria. The White House issued a response. The President and First Lady love their son and support him as he continues to rebuild his life. Governor Ron DeSantis says there is a different set of rules for those in good standing with the elite D.C. class.
2: If Hunter were a Republican, he would have been in jail years ago.
4: Senator John Kennedy says he thinks the larger issue is still out there.
2: They've made him a very good deal, and, and he uh, he sucked it up like a Hoover Deluxe,
4: and I, don't, I can't blame him. REPRESENTATIVE JAMES COMER SAYS HE'S CURIOUS WHETHER THOSE INVESTIGATING THE BIDENS KNEW ABOUT THE SHELL COMPANIES, MONEY LAUNDERING AND MONEY WIRES. OUR investigation's ONGOING. I SAID FROM DAY ONE, THIS IS AN INVESTIGATION OF JOE BIDEN. WHILE SENATOR RAND PAUL SEES POLITICS AT PLAY. I THINK IT BOTHERS PEOPLE TO SEE TWO SETS OF, YOU KNOW, STANDARDS OF JUSTICE. CONSTITUTIONAL ATTORNEY JENNA ELLIS THINKS THE DOJ IS TRYING TO CREATE AN APPEARANCE OF FAIRNESS TO WARD OFF TRUMP'S WITCH HUNT DEFENSE IN THE DOCUMENTS CASE.
5: I think that this is um, just seems like a, a fig leaf uh, sort of uh, resolution to something that uh, the American people don't really perceive as genuine accountability.
4: FORMER PRESIDENT DONALD TRUMP REACTED TO THE DEAL ON SOCIAL MEDIA. WOW, THE CORRUPT BIDEN DOJ JUST CLEARED UP HUNDREDS OF YEARS OF CRIMINAL LIABILITY BY GIVING HUNTER BIDEN A MERE TRAFFIC TICKET. OUR SYSTEM IS BROKEN. BUT REPRESENTATIVE DAN GOLDMAN BRUSHED OFF ANY SWEETHEART DEAL ACCUSATIONS. HE SAYS THE PLEA DEAL SHOWS THAT'S PROBABLY ALL THEY COULD GET TO STICK. HE HAS PAID OFF THE TAXES THAT uh, HE WAS DELINQUENT IN PAYING LONG AGO, AND HE'S NOW ACCEPTING RESPONSIBILITY. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says the deal will not stop Republicans from their investigation into the Biden family. Daniel Monahan, NTD News.
0: Former President Trump says he will use presidential impoundment power to cut spending and stop inflation if elected in 2024. His announcement came yesterday as part of his Agenda 47. NTD's Jeremy Sandberg has more on Trump's plan should he take back the White House.
2: Trump says if elected to a second term in office, he will invoke his presidential power to delay or halt expenditures he considers wasteful, despite congressional approvals. He said in his announcement he plans to cut waste spending, stop
4: inflation and crush the deep state. REINING IN BIDEN'S WASTEFUL AND UNNECESSARY SPENDING IS VITAL TO STOPPING INFLATION AND rescuing OUR ECONOMY FROM RUIN, BUT THE PAIN OF the spending cuts must be borne by the special interests in Washington bureaucrats, not by American families and American seniors in particular.
2: Trump says he will restore impoundment power to reestablish a balance of power between legislative and executive branches. Thomas
4: Jefferson famously used this power, as did many other presidents, until it was wrongfully curtailed by the Impoundment Control Act of 1974. Not a very good act. This disaster of a law is clearly unconstitutional, a blatant violation of the separation of powers. The leading
2: GOP 2024 presidential candidate vowed to get warmongers and globalists out of the government if he takes back the White House by challenging the Impoundment Control Act in court and choking off their money.
4: Bringing back impoundment will give us a crucial tool with which to obliterate the deep state, drain the swamp, and starve the
2: warmongers. Trump says national defense, Medicare, and Social Security would be exempt from impoundment cutbacks. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News.
1: A federal judge yesterday struck down Arkansas's ban on gender transition procedures for minors. The state was the first in the nation to enact such a ban, and it was also the first to be struck down. Here's the story.
4: U.S. District Judge Jay Moody on Tuesday struck down Arkansas's ban on gender transition services for minors, ruling it unconstitutional. The Save Adolescents from Experimentation Act became law in 2021. It prohibited doctors from providing cross-sex hormone treatment, puberty blockers, or gender transition surgery to anyone under 18, the judge wrote. Rather than protecting children or safeguarding medical ethics, the evidence showed that the prohibited medical care improves the mental health and well-being of patients, and that by prohibiting it, the state undermined the interests it claims to be advancing. Four transgender teens in Arkansas and their families, as well as two doctors who provide gender transition services, brought the lawsuit. An attorney with the ACLU, which helped to represent the plaintiffs, responded, saying, We hope that this sends a message to other states about the vulnerability of these laws and the many harms that come from passing them. Arkansas Attorney General Tim Griffin also reacted to the ruling. In his words, I am disappointed in the decision that prevents our state from protecting our children against dangerous medical experimentation under the moniker of gender transition. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders expressed her view that the state's ban was about protecting children and vowed to fight the ruling. The Arkansas Attorney General plans to appeal the ruling. Meanwhile, transgender activists have been bringing legal challenges to similar bans enacted in other states.
1: After the break, a $6 billion Pentagon accounting mistake could turn into more weapons being sent to Ukraine. Is the Chinese communist regime planning a military training ground in Cuba? The U.S. Secretary of State is expressing deep concern, so stay tuned for that story in a moment. Good to have you back with us. The Pentagon said Tuesday that it made an over $6 billion mistake. It said it incorrectly counted how much money the U.S. spent on weapons sent to Ukraine. And today's Daniel Monahan has more on the accounting error.
4: Pentagon spokeswoman Sabrina Singh says when they checked the accounting mishap more closely, they realized the military used the wrong figures. Some equipment sent to Ukraine was taken from Pentagon stocks so it was worth less money than new weapons. But the prices for new weapons were what the accounting documents used. Singh says the new calculations show there was an error of over $3.5 billion this year and over $2.5 billion in 2022. One could say the error is good news for Ukraine. The U.S. now has extra money on hand to spend on more weapons for the war-torn country. That's just in time for supporting Kyiv as it trudges on in its counteroffensive against Russia. Ukraine is attempting to drive the Kremlin's forces out from territory they've occupied since last year, but it hasn't been easy so far. The counteroffensive is dealing with a terrain full of mines and dug-in defensive positions. Russia meanwhile has been bombarding the Kyiv region with dozens of exploding drones. The assault has exposed gaps in the country's air defense after almost 16 months of war. Officials say Ukraine downed 32 of 35 drones that were launched by Russia early Tuesday. Daniel Monahan, NTD News.
0: CHINESE TROOPS COULD SOON BE STATIONED ON AMERICA'S DOORSTEP. THE CHINESE REGIME IS REPORTEDLY PLANNING A MILITARY TRAINING GROUND IN CUBA. SECRETARY OF STATE ANTONY BLINKEN EXPRESSED HIS
5: DEEP CONCERN YESTERDAY.
6: THIS IS SOMETHING WE'RE GOING TO BE MONITORING VERY, VERY CLOSELY.
5: U.S. SECRETARY OF STATE ANTONY BLINKEN SAID ON TUESDAY THAT HE VOICED CONCERNS TO HIS COUNTERPARTS IN CHINA DURING A RARE TRIP TO BEIJING ABOUT CHINA'S MILITARY ACTIVITIES IN CUBA
6: made very clear that we would have deep concerns about uh, PRC intelligence or military uh, activities in Cuba, and we will protect our homeland, we will protect our interests.
5: The Wall Street Journal reported on Tuesday that China and Cuba are negotiating to establish a joint military training facility on the island that could lead to the stationing of Chinese troops just 100 miles off Florida's coast. Speaking at a press conference in London after his trip to Beijing, Blinken said he pressed for opening military communication channels with China.
6: Uh, President Biden sent me to Beijing because he believes strongly that both the United States and China have an obligation to manage our relationship responsibly. And that starts with strengthening lines of communication.
5: During Blinken's visit to Beijing earlier this week, the first by U.S. Secretary of State since 2018, the nations agreed to temper rivalries to avoid conflict, but there were no breakthroughs.
6: I think both countries um, see the uh, importance of trying to bring more stability to the relationship.
5: A lack of open channels between both nations has prompted international jitters, with Beijing's reluctance to engage in regular military-to-military talks with Washington, alarming China's neighbors. In Beijing, the two sides appeared entrenched over a multitude of issues, from Taiwan to trade, including U.S. actions toward China's chip industry, plus human rights, and Russia's war against Ukraine, to which China maintains an impartial response.
6: President Biden said from the outset of Russia's aggression against Ukraine that we would stand with Ukraine for as long as it takes.
0: A federal jury in New York convicted three men yesterday of stalking a family on behalf of the Chinese communist regime.
1: One of the convicted men is a retired New York Police Department sergeant.
0: 55-year-old Michael McMahon was found guilty of acting as an illegal agent of the Chinese regime conspiracy to commit interstate stalking and interstate stalking. He faces up to 20 years in prison.
1: The Justice Department says three other defendants have pleaded guilty in connection with their roles in the harassment and intimidation campaign.
0: Prosecutors say those involved in the campaign harass, stalk, and coerce U.S. residents to return to China. A sentencing date has not yet been set. And in related news, Canada's Security Intelligence Service issued a warning for Canadians. It says the Chinese Communist Party, or CCP, is targeting Canadian citizens inside and outside of China.
1: The Security Intelligence Service laid out how to avoid becoming a target of CCP agents and what to look for. It says agents like to approach people online through websites like LinkedIn and will pose as anything from an HR recruiter to a security consultant and they are looking for confidential, privileged information that is of interest to the Chinese regime. Going overseas, doctors in the UK have developed a new technology. It can detect certain types of cancer using a breath test. So far, results have shown around 90% accuracy, and doctors are now working to determine whether they can detect the disease early in patients. Entities NTD's S has more.
7: A team of doctors and scientists at Imperial College London have been testing out this breathalyzer for several years. It's part of a clinical trial which can diagnose a variety of cancers including the gut, pancreas and esophagus at an early stage. The patient's breath is collected from the back via a sorbent metal tube. So we have the sample, uh, the patient breath samples which we prepared um, and are now in the instrument ready to be run. Um, the, the thermal dissolver here will uh, heat them up and take the compounds that we've collected from the patient breath, at the GP surgery, onto um, onto the instrument. Um, that is then heated up and goes onto uh, into our oven, our gas chromatography oven. Um, this is where we separate the compounds that we're interested in. A material coating inside of the tube captures vapour and gases. It is then heated up to approximately 250 degrees. Scientists can then begin analyzing what volatile gases have been identified.
4: A compound which are in the gas phase, the volatile compounds, are different between different tumors. And that is why it could be used as a test for multiple cancer in the same test, like you do a blood test.
7: More than 25,000 patients are being recruited for the trials to focus on seven types of gastrointestinal cancers. The aim is to catch the disease early in patients and to develop a quicker, easier and cheaper way for patients to be diagnosed.
4: So people with early cancer have non-specific symptoms. At this stage, this is when the best should be placed. So we'd like to get in a stage which is early enough to provide a curative treatment and early enough before the red flag symptoms.
7: Professor Hanna says he and his team are confident that the test can accurately differentiate between different cancers. The research is being part funded by Pancreatic Cancer UK. If successful, it could save thousands of lives in Britain alone. Cost MNS, NTD News.
0: What a great development!
1: Yes, very innovative.
0: And for a very long time, moving on now, auto repair scams have been giving car owners a very big headache. In fact, the Consumer Federation of America says it's been a top consumer complaint for seven years in a row.
1: Yeah, that's right, and there's been an unfortunate trend of car mechanics exploiting consumer ignorance. Examples include unnecessary repairs, overcharging, and misleading diagnoses.
0: So how do you protect yourself from misleading mechanics Entities. Colin Fredrickson talks to a mechanic.
8: The number one thing that consumers complained about in 2022? Auto sales and repair. And in fact, it's consistently won the first spot for seven years in a row. Specific complaints include poor or incomplete work, which sometimes worsened the car's problems. People also complained about overcharging. Shops told them they needed expensive new parts when they did not. Shops also put old parts into cars while saying there were new parts.
1: If you're standing in a a really noisy, dirty shop and some guys pressuring you into uh, a repair or, or spending money when you don't necessarily think that you need to or have to, or you might not even have it, those are kind of the indications that you're either going to get taken advantage of or you already
8: have been. Mark O'Dell has been an auto mechanic for about 30 years. He says the best way to protect yourself is to trust your senses and get educated. If something doesn't feel right, you might be getting scammed. This is the time to get a second opinion from another mechanic or to consult with someone who knows a lot about cars. And of course, you can educate yourself with technology.
1: With the internet and YouTube videos and Google searches and JustAnswer.com, I mean, you you can learn about how a vehicle works and how to fix it all within like the same day If not just a couple hours, you can ask a couple questions and get the information that you need, test procedures, wiring diagrams. The information
8: about these things is all over the place. High-quality data on auto repair deception is not available, but Mark believes it's been going down over time because of the Internet. When someone gets scammed, he or she can tell the whole world about it, discouraging mechanics from scamming. Colin Fredrickson, NTD News.
0: Coming up, how can parents protect their kids from the downsides of social media? We hear from an expert after the break. Welcome back. Let's talk about social media. Besides being a communication tool, many parents see it as a potential harm to their kids. And for good reason. We covered this extensively in the past from mental health and manipulation. So what can parents do to protect their kids from the dark side of social media? I spoke to Dr. Courtney Conley, an adolescent therapist. She gave some advice. Take a look. It's sometimes a difficult topic right with teens and tweens trying to get into their business so how do you do that yeah they're
3: naturally uh, you know at that age moving away from their parents and their peers become a little more important so they naturally kind of withdraw a little bit and so it can be harder to figure out what they're doing but I think there's a few different ways I mean we have the obvious things like parental controls that people can use and download on cell phones, but we also have ways that we can do that um, to make it fun. You know, we have fun ways that we can leverage social media to connect with our kids too. So I also think it's important not to make just social media and technology the enemy and figure out ways that we can utilize it um, and model that appropriate use so that our kids can pick up on that more.
0: Do you have some examples in terms of the fun ways that you just mentioned so that, you know, the teens by themselves are motivated to let you in or just, you know, even motivated to put the phones aside for a little bit?
3: I think the first step is not always just jumping into to, to judgment and as adults, you know, we might have a lot of opinions around social media and technology use because it might not be something, you know, that we've all grown up with or, uh, you know, have been as immersed in as su- at such a young age like our teenagers have. It's been around their whole lives. So trying not to, to, to judge and maybe be a little bit more curious about what it is that they enjoy online and why they like spending so much time there I think is step one. Um, and then step two would be you know in terms of trying to make it fun ask them about their online world you know in a way that allows them to explain it to you I regularly do this in my therapy practice when I'm trying to get to know new clients I'll ask them if you had to delete everything off of your phone except for three apps what would they be and they love talking about it and telling me about that and then I automatically know what's important to them and where they're spending their time and what apps they're using Was there a point where you learned something shocking? Maybe I think one of the most shocking things that I've learned is that no matter what we try to do um, to safeguard our kiddos, there's always going to be workarounds. You know, we can have parental controls and we can try our best to monitor, but we cannot be online with them 24 seven. And and so that's really been the most shocking part of it. it is just how many things are out there that, are designed to go around those parental controls um, in ways that kids have found to do that. And I, you know, that's why I always go back to just trying to help them understand the online world, to provide them with that education and training so that they can see the why behind. Um, those safety measures and and why we're so concerned about it if they can see the why behind it if they understand how screen time impacts their sleep and their melatonin production you know then maybe they'll be able to self-monitor a
0: little bit better thank you so much dr courtney conley i appreciate it thank you you. and she also said that social media won't be going away so it all comes down to education just like Parents help their kids ha- help uh, help their kids socialize in kindergarten, teach them how to socialize. They should now help them socialize in the digital world.
1: Yeah, and Evelyn, I'm so glad you did this interview because it really brings a very important issue to light. And it's so important to ke- teach kids how to navigate this digital space on their own.
0: Yeah, um, social media literacy comes up a lot these days, so maybe that's one of the things we should pay more attention to. Yep. Right. Uh, that's all for today's program. We're wrapping up right here. We'd love to hear from you at, goodmorning at NTD.com if you'd like. Thanks for watching, I'm Evelyn Lee.
1: And I'm Kevin Hogan.